Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, the Marlins were wrapping up a seven-game road trip and a four-game set against the homestanding Cincinnati Reds. In game four, Graham Ashcraft, the rookie right-hander, went opposite of the left-hander Dan Castano. And it was a wild and crazy and at some points scary afternoon in Cincinnati. In dramatic fashion in Cincinnati this afternoon, the Marlins overcome a deficit and win their 22nd come-from-behind game and win this season. They upend the Cincinnati Reds 7-6. They split this four-game series. A ton of heroes in this ballgame this afternoon, but the Marlins score three runs on two hits in the top of the ninth inning. Tanner Scott gets punched a couple of times in the ninth. He stays on his feet, and the Marlins win it 7-6 here at Great American Ballpark today. Highlights for you from this afternoon's contest. This is a day that really started dreadful for the Marlins receiving news pregame that Max Meyer their top right-handed prospect in the system, is set to undergo season-ending Tommy John surgery that will in all likelihood knock him out for the majority, if not all, of next season. So that was the news coming into the ball game. Daniel Castano was recalled pregame in favor of Jordan Holloway, who was placed on the injured list with a right elbow issue of sorts. So Daniel Castano was making his 10th appearance and 7th start of the season for the Marlins today. As for the Cincinnati Reds, Graham Ashcraft got the ball for the Red Legs. The Marlins went quietly in the top of the first inning. I said the day started bad, and it really, really started bad once this ball game started. In the bottom of the first inning, after Brandon Drury's double and Tommy Pham's RBI single that gave the Cincinnati Reds a one nothing lead, Joey Votto walked, and Donovan Solano then lined a ball off the head of Dan Castano in the bottom of the first inning. It hit him flush in the left side of the head. Castano, not all that wobbly, on two knees on the mound, got up under his own power. He had to leave this ball game, but the Cincinnati Reds had a one nothing lead with two outs in the bottom of the first inning, and Dan Castano was knocked out of this ball game after Donovan Solano's line drive that hit him on the head at 105 miles an hour. So Castano was done after two-thirds of an inning this afternoon. Jeff Brigham came on. He got Matt Reynolds the line out to right field. The Cincinnati Reds had a one nothing lead after one inning of play today. It would stay that way until the top of the third. That was until with two outs and a man on base, Jesus Aguilar came to bat. 
Swinging a high fly ball, hit pretty well. Deep right center field, way back, way back, and out of here. Aguilar, a big fly with two outs and one on here in the third, and Miami's jumped out to a two-to-one lead. And that two-to-one lead would hold until the fourth when Miguel Rojas came to bat and Lewin Diaz on base. Here's the 2-2 pitch, and that is a ground ball through the right side and a base hit for Rojas. Rounding third is Lewin Diaz. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. It's not in time. Diaz slides in safely. It's a one-out RBI single for Miguel Rojas. It is three-to-one Miami here in the fourth. And it would remain 3-1 three to one through 3.5 three this afternoon at Great American Ballpark. I mentioned to you Jeff Brigham came on and replaced Dan Castano after he was hit in the head by that line drive at the bottom of the first inning. Brigham worked all the way into the fourth inning. He got Donovan Solano to line out to start the fourth. But after a single by Matt Reynolds and Nick Senzel singled, there were two aboard. The Marlins elected to make a pitching change. Richard Blyer came on for the Marlins in the fourth inning with two on and one out. He was set to face Tyler Naquin. All things considered, the 2-2 pitch is swung on and hit on the ground right side. This will bring home a run. The ground ball put out goes 4-3, to three, but scoring from third is Matt Reynolds. And now the Reds trail by one. It's 3-2 to two here in the fourth. And the unfortunate news for Richard Blyer was with two outs, he could not escape the number nine hitter, the catcher, Mark Colesbury, batting next. First pitch he sees is lined into right field. This is down for a base hit. It might be extra bases. Colesbury's on his way into second. A head first slide. He's safe. The Reds have tied this game. It's an RBI double with two outs for Colesbury. Three to three. Miami and Cincinnati here in the fourth. And it would stay that way, but not for long. The Marlins were going quietly after they scored the three runs scattered across the third and the fourth innings. They came up empty in the fifth, and the Reds would take a lead in the bottom of the fifth inning for the second time this afternoon. In the bottom of the fifth inning, there were two aboard and one out for Donovan Solano. The 2-2 pitch is lined into left field. That's a base hit for Donovan Solano. And the Cincinnati Reds take a 4-3 lead here in the fifth. And that knocked Richard Blyer out of the ball game. Stephen Oker came on, and he coaxed a 4-3 double play ball to get out of the fifth. In the sixth inning, Oker remained into the ball game. There was nobody on, and there was one out. The Reds had a lead. Tyler Naquin was the batter. The 0-1 pitch is cracked high in the air, deep to right field, 10 rows into the seats. Tyler Naquin has gone deep for the seventh time this season. The Reds extend their lead. It's now 5-3 here in the sixth. And it would remain 5-3 after six innings in Cincinnati this afternoon. Graham Ashcraft, all things considered, was really rolling for the Reds. He was through, uh, he had gotten himself through six innings. He had allowed three runs. He had himself a 5-3 lead. In the seventh, with one out, Jacob Stallings doubled. And he was there with one out for Joey Wendell, who bounced out to second base. So there was two outs in the top of the seventh inning. David Bell came out of the dugout for Cincinnati, and he basically gave Graham Ashcraft an option. He said, look, Jesus Aguilar's got a two-run homer and a single off of Ian three at-bats this afternoon. We've got a two-run lead. There's two outs and a man at third. He said, do you want Jesus Aguilar? And Graham Ashcraft said yes. One and one the count to Aguilar. Stallings is at third. Line drive down the right field line. That's down for a base hit. It'll roll all the way to the wall. 
Aguilar's got three hits this afternoon. He's got three RBIs. The Marlins are chipping away here in the seventh. A two-out RBI double for Jesus Aguilar. Now it's Cincinnati 5 and Miami 4, and that's going to be it for Graham Ashcraft, who has to stay in this game. Aguilar beat him one final time. Ashcraft was replaced by Alexis Diaz, who struck out J.J. Blade. The Marlins were inching closer. It was 5-4 to four at the seventh inning stretch today. Anthony Bass came on and worked a perfect seventh inning for Miami. Everybody went quietly in the eighth, so this was a 5-4 game headed to the top of the ninth inning in Cincinnati this afternoon. The Marlins in desperate need of what would be their 22nd come-from-behind win. Hunter Strickland came on for Cincinnati and David Bell looking for back-to-back -back saves. Last night in Game 3, Strickland saved his sixth game of the season. However... Didn't start very good. First man he faced was the pinch hitter, Jesus Sanchez, replacing Brian De La Cruz. 2-2 pitch, swinging a high fly ball, hit to right field. Going back, Naquin, still going back. Warning track, wall, we are tied in Cincinnati. Off the bench, Jesus Sanchez, 5-5 five five in the ninth. Boy, the uh, ninth inning did not start good for Hunter Strickland. It did not end well, but De La Cruz in a pinch hits a game-tying homer leading off the top of the ninth inning. Didn't get any better for Hunter Strickland after that. He walked Luke Williams. He hit Jacob Stallings. He was done after facing three batters, and Buck Farmer came on at the top of the ninth inning in some capacity just to try to limit the damage. It was a tie game. There were two aboard. Farmer was on base. They were at first and second with nobody out in the ninth inning. Joey Wendell, an opportunity to give the Marlins the lead. One and two the count to Joey. One for four today. The pitch. Swing it a line drive. Right field. That's going to get down for a base hit. The Marlins are going to take the lead. Williams will score. On his way to third is Jacob Stallings. It's an RBI double for Joey Wendell. And it's 6-5 Miami in the ninth. So Joey Wendell put the Marlins ahead by one, and just for good measure, Jesus Aguilar capped off what for him was a sensational afternoon. Swinging a fly ball, center field. Fortes has speed. Here comes Senzel. He makes the catch. He won't even attempt the throw to the plate. It's a sacrifice fly for Jesus Aguilar. It's a three-run ninth for Miami, and the Marlins lead this sucker 7-5. The Marlins wouldn't get an additional run in the ninth. They scored three runs on two hits in come-from-behind fashion. We were head to the bottom of the ninth inning this afternoon, and Tanner Scott and the Marlins had a 7-5 lead. Scott on 13 of 17 in save opportunities this season. Looked like this uh, he wasn't going to have to break a sweat this afternoon. He got Kyle Farmer, the pinch hitter, to ground out to short. Then Stuart Fairchild, the pinch hitter, struck out looking. There was nobody on and two out. Jonathan India walked. So too did Brandon Drury. All of the sudden, the tying man was aboard with two outs in the ninth inning, and Tommy Pham was the batter. So we got a line drive down the left field line. That's a base hit. Sanchez is on it, picks it up. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. It's cut off by Joey Wendell. It's a two-out RBI single for Tommy Pham, and now it's a 7-6 Miami lead here in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the longtime veteran Joey Votto will be the batter. 
And this puppy got stressful in a hurry. So a run was home in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the Cincinnati Reds had the tying man at second base with two outs. The winning run was at first base with two outs. The cleanup hitter, Joey Votto, has struggled all season long, went toe-to-toe with Tanner Scott here in the ninth. He comes set. Votto batting. Bends at the knees. One and two, the pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three, and the Marlins win it. Tanner Scott saves his 14th ball game of the season. It wasn't easy in the ninth. The Marlins scored three runs in the ninth, and they win it 7-6 this afternoon to close out a winning road trip, and they split this four-game series. 7-6, the final score with the Cincinnati Reds. Holy cow, everybody can exhale. The Marlins cap off a winning road trip with a 7-6 come-from-behind victory. For the Marlins, it was their 22nd come-from-behind win this afternoon. They score three times in the top of the ninth inning. Then they split this four-game weekday set with the Cincinnati Reds. They beat them in a wild and dramatic ball game this afternoon, 7-6 here in Cincinnati, Ohio. For the Marlins in game number 99 this season, they score seven runs on ten hits, don't commit an error, they leave five men on base. For the Cincinnati Reds, they score six runs on 11 hits, no errors, and seven men left on base. Zach Pop, who had been dealing with a blister issue, guts things out this afternoon. He pitches a perfect uh, bottom of the eighth inning. Pop beats Hunter Strickland, who is dreadful for the Reds, and Tanner Scott collects his 14th save of the season. We started this uh, matinee this afternoon at 12.39. We finish at 4.19. Marlins don't care because they win it in three hours and 40 minutes by a final score of 7-6 to six in front of 14,506 strong at Great American Ballpark. Offensively for the Marlins today, Joey Wendell was 2-for-5 with an RBI. Jesus Aguilar had a heck of an afternoon. He was 3-for-4 with four runs batted in and a run scored. Lewin Diaz had a hit, so two to Miguel Rojas. Jesus Sanchez, maybe the biggest hit of the afternoon, came off the bench, leading off the ninth, hit the solo shot off of Hunter Strickland. Luke Williams was 0-for-3, but he walked and scored a run. Jacob Stallings had a nice afternoon, another multi-hit performance for the Marlins catcher. He was 2-for-3 at the plate. We are awaiting more word on Dan Castano. We will hear from Don Mattingly coming up in just a couple of minutes. With the win this afternoon, the Marlins are now 47-52, and and with the loss, the Cincinnati Reds lose their 60th game of the season. They uh, lose this one this afternoon, 7-6. They are now 38-60 and here in 2022. They were playing game number 98 on their playing schedule here today. 7-6, to six, the final score. Miami wins it in come-from-behind fashion. In come-from-behind fashion, the Marlins win it by a final score of 7-6. to six. Before we hear from Don Mattingly afterwards yesterday, let's pause for a quick commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after his ball club's gutsy 7-6 come from behind win yesterday. Finding out if he's okay and also trying to stay focused on a game. Yeah, obviously scary right away. That's it's your biggest fear is mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell. What, I thought he had caught it, right? I didn't see the ball go up and I, I was, didn't track it. But your biggest fear really is, 
is Danny at the, at the beginning of this whole thing. So, um, and you don't know where that's going to go once it gets in, inside and the trainers, you know, an inning or so later, uh, sound like everything was, you know, obviously you got hit and you got hit good, um, but it probably as good as it could be expected after something like that. So, um, you know, and then you just made the game. And you can see, obviously, it impacted the guys. I mean, Wendell's down on one knee. You know, everybody's kind of just holding their breath at that point. Maybe took the wind out of the sails for the first couple of innings after that. But what did you like about, you know, the fight towards the end, that ninth inning, being able to rally and come back in this one? No, this has been a trip. And as we talked to the guys, an incredible trip for us. You know, and uh, we basically, I think we have seven, seven guys go to the aisle during this trip. Uh, we end up on a positive on the trip, and in just incredible fight. I felt like guys stepped up in all different areas. I put, had to use guys in different spots of the game where they're not not used to pitching, um, but I thought our guys just hung in there. Like you said, Jesus gets a huge hit to get us tied, but then, you know, Luke, his at bat, you know, he ends up with a walk after being down in the count. He's had a rough couple of days. He's seen some power pitching, and, and it's, he's had to battle, but to get that walk, and, and all of a sudden start the floodgates. So uh, just so many things have happened on this trip. Uh, this game's probably kind of a nice little microcosm of it. Second time in six days where it's first inning, you're at the point where it's up eight innings out of the bullpen. Uh, just having to navigate through that again, and then specifically Jeff being able to give you two and two-thirds, all that to help mitigate yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, I thought Jeff was, it was a key to that, right? That first guy out because we use you know, Brazo two innings uh, yesterday. So he's a guy that with length that's down. Holloway goes the IL, was another one of our length guys. Um, so, you know, Briggy is kind of the important part of this that puzzle uh, and then trying to just get deep enough into the game, stay in the game that you're not using your back end guys, you know, a few runs down. You want to have to be able, you want to be able to use those guys in the game. So uh, we were able to do that. Castano, did it get, like, the brim first? I the brim of the hat. Like, I got out there, and his hat was, like, bent. It was, like, bent, and it, and it looks like it, it hit that and went up and then to Joey. Um, yeah, as they looked at his hat, you know, you could see it, and, and they watched the, watched the replay, so. Sanchez on this road trip, you know, I know he's been working really hard at his at-bats on this road trip. Five hits, four of those for extra base hits. You feel like maybe he's kind of finding a little bit of a rhythm once again with his ABs? I think we're finding growth, and that's the main thing with him, is it starts to grow towards, you know, understanding what guys are doing to him, what's, what's he need to be doing at the plate, uh, you know, hopefully getting out of this area of, of the season that he just seems to be stuffed in the woods and, and like, doesn't see what's going on around him. Uh, hopefully we've got him a little clearing where he can start to feel like, okay, this is what they're doing to me. Now I need to be understanding how I need to attack back. Yeah, in the last two times he's homered, ninth inning, you know, I think game time hit. It shows the potential of what he can be. No, he's a huge talent. This guy's, you know, just so talented in what he can do and what he's capable of doing. And, and really that's what we're trying to get to. Uh, Laywin, last two games, look how his bats were really good. What is you, your perspective of that? I know it's small sample size, but first really two, good. something coming back up. What we, you know what? probably better than I've seen him because his at-bats have been better. Uh, he's shrunk the zone a little bit. He's not chasing near as much. He's not trying to swing and hit everything. Uh, I feel like he's more under control this time than I've ever seen him. Uh, and then his defense is just spectacular over at first. So, uh, 
he's, he makes a difference over there. What Aggie means, I mean, the last, since 2020, since he came here, as like run producer for you guys, and just to see him that role today? Yeah, it's been a struggle for Aggie. It's been a a little of a wavy year from, you know, just watching him. Uh, We haven't seen that consistent Aggie where it's kind of like getting his hits and with some power, Um, but hopefully this is the start of that, right? Seeing him, what he's capable of doing. Um, You know, he gets the base hit to right. He gets a sack fly when we need it. Um, You know, he hits, you know, obviously the home run early. It was huge for us. Jacob Stallings has performed really, really well this year. Do you think this is going to be a good spark for him entering an important stretch of the season? I do. I hope so. And, it, you know, we, we talked about him the other day, and we didn't, you know, you, you kind of forget sometimes. We've taken him out of division, the division that he's been in, uh, you know, most, I think, all of his career. And all of a sudden, you stick him in a new division, new pitchers. Uh, kind of what we talked about is what we've seen with Lindor last year early on. He was just not the same guy that we'd seen in the past and all of a sudden at the end of the year he started catching on and, and you see what's going on with him this year uh, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm not trying to put Jake in Lindor's category but I think just the the parallel of being back in division even even Avi is the same starting to see some teams you've seen this pitching before is always helpful that was Don Mattingly after the Marlins beat the Cincinnati Reds they split their four game set and they wrap up their seven game road trip with four wins yesterday afternoon. The Marlins are back home tonight at 640 at home against the New York Mets. Unbelievable matchup on the mound that'll feature Sandy Alcantara and Chris Bassett. We'll hit the air at 610 with Marlins on deck and as always we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins radio network driven by AutoNation. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.